Um, so I have the privilege this morning of introducing our next vision statement. Um, I've actually had this talk for a long time, but it's fit in best now. So I'm hoping I deliver it the same as when I first thought about it a few months ago. Um, so yeah. the next vision statement is, by God's spirit and working in partnership, we are committed to resourcing the wider church to bring about kingdom transformation. I can imagine a lot of you read that and think, that's written for Joe. Joe's going to release music and then we can tick that one off. That's not the case. (laughs) Um, Joe releasing music is obviously a part of it um, and we are thrilled to be releasing music now, um, which, little plug, is this month. Um, But it is so much wider than that. Um, And hopefully I'm going to persuade you that you are all a part of it, even if you aren't part of the music that Joe is releasing. So obviously we are doing that as a church, but generally this is so much bigger than us releasing music as a church. Um, And I'm going to try and persuade you of that this morning. (laughs) So in terms of this vision statement, um, I'm going to speak about what it actually means because I can imagine... A lot of you will read it and think it's about the music. So I'm going to explain a bit about the music, uh, the vision statement, and then I'm going to explain the heart behind why we have this vision statement and why we think this is really important as a church. Thank you. So I'm just going to speak about the language a little bit. Um, So resourcing is something that you give to enable others to function effectively. So in this, we've got to realise what we have before we can resource others. So we realise as a church and as individuals, well, we might not, but we should realise how blessed we are in in who we are and in in our capacity as a church. We realise that we may have more than other churches in the area, or we may have more than other communities, or we may have more than other people that we might meet on a daily basis. We also may have less, but we've still got to recognise that we are blessed. And that's really important for this vision statement, that we've got to realise maybe even little things to be able to go, do you know what, I have this, it might not be as much as the person next to me, but I have this, and I am going to hold that lightly enough that I can share with others, share with other churches, share with other people you meet. Um, And that's a really important part of this vision statement in realising what we have so we can move towards the resourcing bit of it. So the other thing that resources obviously talked about is enabling others to function effectively. So we're not just giving for the sake of giving. We're not releasing music as a church just for the sake of it. Um, We want to enable others to function effectively. So that might be enabling churches to be able to worship. It might be able to be for people to who who maybe don't have some of the creativity that Joe and the worship team have to be able to express themselves in the words that we have created. So it's enabling others to move closer towards Jesus. And that's another really important part of this vision statement. It's not just giving for the sake of it. It's giving to enable people to move towards Jesus.
So the next part of the vision statement is talking about God's kingdom and other other places where Jesus is known. But actually, it's wider than that because it talks about the wider church. And actually, if we talk about God's kingdom, that's everyone. That's all of creation and all of God's people, which is everyone. So we're not just talking about us releasing resources or us helping others to enable other churches to work. We're enabling everyone to meet with Jesus. And that might be on the street, that might be in your workplaces, that might be in your colleges, that might be anywhere where you encounter people. That is where this statement comes into effect. So it's not just that we're enabling other churches, it's that we are enabling people to meet with Jesus. The last word in the vision statement is transformation. And I think we talk about this word a lot, and I'm not sure if we realize the depth of this word. So when we talk about transformation, we are talking about a marked change in form, nature, or appearance. So in the context of what we do, this takes time and it takes change. And sometimes we're a bit afraid of change, but to transform, we have to be changed and we have to allow the Holy Spirit to change us. But we also have to enable others to be able to realize that they need to change as well. And actually, we're all on a trajectory towards Jesus. Whatever stage we're at in that, it might be different. But we want to enable people to be able to move closer to Jesus. And so transformation actually is one of our values. Um, It used to be a dimension for people who've been around for a while. Um, But it does take time. And it also takes, again, recognizing where we are and where God wants us to be. And I think for everyone there is a change in where we are and where we where God wants us to be because otherwise we are perfect and if we are perfect I mean I'm I think everybody would probably admit that they're not and so we need to recognize that that is a movement from where we are and where God wants us to be so just going into transformation a little bit more a marked change means we should notice it so when we are resourcing people it shouldn't be that we it shouldn't be within transformation that we don't notice it it has to be big so for a transformation to actually happen it's it's noticeable it's it's going from a to b and we should notice the difference between a and b um the other three things just going Back to transformation is a marked change in form, nature, or appearance. So form is the visible shape or configuration of something. So in that, we want our communities to look different in the way they are formed together, in the way we interact with each other, in the way that we show connection rather than disconnection. And we want to be different than what we previously have been. I think we all recognize that in our community, there is disconnect. There is, I suppose, a a battle going on with how we treat each other and all that social media tells us that we don't want to be for the other. But actually, in our context, we do. 
We want to invite everybody, and that is different. That is radically different to how our society probably looks at the moment. So that's form. Nature is the basic or inherent features, character, or qualities. So we want to be radically different in our behaviours. We want to look more like Jesus. And in that, that is probably radically different to how our community currently looks. If we were all, if our whole community tried to be more like Jesus, I think it would look radically different because we would show selflessness, we would show love, we would put the other first. And that, that is radically different to how we, how we currently live. And the last one, appearance. We want to reflect Jesus. So appearance is the impression given by someone. We want to show people Jesus' love through the way we act. And so that's, in a, in a nutshell, the vision statement. Um, and I've probably made it slightly more complicated than it probably needed to be. But I really want you to understand what this vision statement means so then we can move forward and recognise how we put this into action. So, if I change the vision statement to say being kind to the wider church to bring about kingdom transformation, I can imagine a lot of you would think that's very fluffy and not quite what we're talking about here. But in fact, the word krestos, I assume I'm saying that correctly, but I might not be, but that's how it's spelt. Um, is the word that translates to kindness in the Bible. And what that actually means, what the, the Greek word means, is to make oneself useful to another. And that's very different from how we have turned kindness from in our society. We don't see kindness as a necessarily big word. We kind of see it as to be nice to someone, um, to smile at someone as we go past. But actually, krestos in the, in the Greek meaning is actually very close to resourcing. So when we're talking about a lot of verses in the Bible where it's talking about kindness, we're not talking too far away from resourcing. We want to make ourselves useful to others. And so... In this word, it's active. You can't be passively kind with this, with this meaning. You have to actually do something. Um, and I'm just going to go through a few, few points about kindness where it's used in the Bible that can teach us how we actually put this into action in our lives. So, very familiar top verse. Um, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 says, Love is patient, love is kind. And Romans 11 verse 22, Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God. Both these verses are using the word krestos. So, our two most important commandments are based on loving God and loving others. So, what does that actually look like? And a lot of it, in practical terms, is we get to be useful to each other. We get to actually put this into action and choose to love each other, choose to make different choices, choose to 
put us put out our time or put out our whatever we have, whatever we carry, our skill set, we get to use that. And in the Bible, that is constituting us showing love to others. And the second one, consider therefore the kindness and standards of God. We are called to reflect, well, we are made to reflect God's nature. So in that, if we are on a trajectory towards being like Jesus, we are called to be kind in the sense of being useful. We are actually called to do more than just passively witness what other people are doing. We are called to help and enable people to be the best versions of themselves. So my first, I suppose, big point is we need to serve as a posture. We need to have an outlook on life that we choose to get up every morning and choose to love. And I say choose to because sometimes it, can't, it doesn't feel natural. Sometimes we might have... Not we might be in in hardship or we might be suffering or we might have had a bad night's sleep and actually we just feel rubbish in the morning. But we can still get up in the morning and choose to love others. Whatever you feel, whatever is going on, you can still choose to love. And that is a posture. That is something we we can actively get involved in for us to achieve this as a church obviously we're talking about our ycc vision statements but us for us to achieve this collectively we need to own this individually so we need to be living this out our 365 talks about everyone every day all, all the time and we want everyone to be really involved in these we want everyone to really own these and take these forward and actually if everyone is engaged this becomes a lot easier to achieve collectively so for us to achieve this collectively we need you all to be involved so philippians 2 verse 5 to 8 says in relationships with one another have the same mindset as christ jesus who being in very nature god did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And we are called to do that. That verse doesn't explicitly talk about kindness, but it's talking about having a posture to reflect Jesus. And we've talked about before Jesus is is love and love is kind um so it's it's a posture so in that verse we talk about in relationships we are not alone in this I know I said to own it as individuals but actually we get to do this together we get to help each other we get to encourage each other we get to talk to people and help help each other to actually live this out and not just talk about it. And that's really important. We love our community here at YCC. Um, and part of that is small groups or prayer triplets or whatever 
in whatever space you engage in that, we want to be able to speak to each other and have these conversations and actually build each other up to be able to live lives that is closer to Jesus. And the other thing that that verse says is having the same mindset. I think a lot of the time as Christians we talk about having the same heart or the same same nature but actually mind is your mindset is a lot about choice and so I spoke about that before but we we are choosing to do this um and then the the final thing is obedience we are called to do this so my next thing kindness as a command we are actually there's a lot in the Bible, I'm going to pick out a specific verse, but we want to reflect Jesus and we are called to reflect his nature. So in Ephesians 4 verse 32, it says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, just as in Christ God forgave you. So as a church, we talk a lot about being Jesus-centered. We talk a lot about putting Jesus at the center of everything we do. And if, if Jesus is at the center of everything we do, love should be at the forefront and therefore kindness should be at the forefront. So, and this isn't just to the people we know. I think it's quite easy to be kind to people we know. Um, it might not always be easy, but generally I, f- I would find it easier to be kind to my husband Pete than someone who I've just met. Because I, I know him, I love him, I'm married to him. I would find it very easy to put him first sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but someone who I've just met, it, may, it might not be as easy. It might, not be able, it might not be as easy to know about their situation. So in that sense... Compassion might not be there as strongly as it is if I know what Pete is doing, I know how Pete is feeling. Um, And so we have to be kind regardless, and we have to be kind without judgment or um, any any sort of barrier that causes us to go, oh, I'm not sure I want to do that. We've got to put that to the back of our minds and go, no, I am choosing love because I am commanded to do that. I I have chosen to live a life out for Jesus. And so when I get presented with a choice to help someone and be useful to someone, we've got to try and choose that avenue rather than going, mm, that might take me a bit much time or that might, that might put me a bit out of my comfort zone. That's the choice we are making. So we need to try and sway towards the, li- the life that Jesus has called us to live. So, kindness as a fruit of the Spirit. I said that we are not in isolation in terms of our relationship, but actually we're not in isolation because we've got the Holy Spirit with us as well. And kindness is named in Galatians um, as a fruit of the Spirit. So, Galatians 5 verses 22 to 33 names all the fruit of the Spirit. So, there's love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, humility and self-control but kindness is also one of them which is what we're talking about today and actually by it being a fruit of the spirit it means that it is something that 
the Holy Spirit develops in us and we can choose to pray about it, to develop it, to ask for God to develop it in us. And that's why when we get up in the morning, to choose it is the first step. To choose that, to get up in the morning and go, I am choosing to recommit my life all over again every day. Because that's important as well. We need to recognize every morning that God is going to be a part of today. And in that, we want to develop things that Jesus wants to develop in us. And kindness is one of those. So... We spoke about transformation. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to transform us. We don't want to be our own barriers to that transformation. So that's why it's an act of choice. We need to pray about it if it's something you struggle with. Um, And some people may find it easier than others. We are all on a journey towards being like Jesus. And some people will naturally fall into things that... So I'll go back to Pete again. Pete has an astounding amount of patience. I do not. And so we know that Pete is probably more likely to open himself up for transformation in a different area because he already shows an astounding amount of patience, whereas I have to pray about patience a lot. Okay? And the same for kindness. If it's something you struggle with, pray about it. Work with God to grow that within you. Uh, kindness leading to repentance so a lot of people again because I think the way we talk about kindness we don't necessarily think of it as something that necessarily leads to a complete repentance if that makes sense so I, I listened to a sermon years ago now I think And it said, if you want to lead people towards Jesus, start with a blessing. And in that, he was talking about blessing people first as a starting point because it immediately shows Jesus. It immediately shows that we might be different than how other people may lead their lives because Jesus would show kindness. And Jesus Jesus would, would choose to be for the other person. He chose selflessness. So Romans 2 verse 4 says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his, for his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realising that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? So it's, it's not that God is showing us kindness to as a throwaway or as a gift for you it's actually intended to lead us to repentance and so if we show kindness I can imagine that goes a long way to showing Jesus and leading others to repentance so the title of my talk this morning was blessed to be a blessing I've spoken a lot about um, saying that we are blessed and showing and choosing others ahead of us. And if that's something you struggle with, particularly when things aren't going your way or you are struggling with something, 
that's when we choose to make really simple life choices. So we choose to look at things that aren't necessarily, or things that we think are a given. So your sight. How often do we actually think about our sight being a blessing? How often do we think about our, the fact we can feel as a blessing? The fact that we can choose to love, that is a blessing. So when we aren't feeling like we are blessed, go down to the very simplistic things that enables us to live. And there you will find a lot of blessings. It's surprising how many things you can write down as blessings when you go down to the things we automatically think we are entitled to. And then once we've realized how blessed we are, choose to show kindness. Choose to be Jesus to others. Choose to show Jesus' love to others. And this sums it up beautifully. So in Colossians verses 3, 12 to 14, in the message version, it says, So chosen by God for this new life of love. Joe, do you want to come on? Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offence. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master, master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment Never be without it. And I think that sums it up perfectly. We choose to live out lives for Jesus. We have made that choice. So let's actively make that choice every single day.